This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Thursday, March 15th, and we're talking Brewers baseball. Pleased to be joined by Milwaukee reporter for MLB.com, Adam McAlvey. Adam, as always, thanks very much for taking some time. Let's start big picture for a minute here as opening day approaches. Obviously, last season, the Brewers with a great run, surprising run to get within one game of the playoffs, just came up a little bit short. If you had to look at the big picture of this team right now, what's it going to take to get over the hump, and is this team have a sort of renewed excitement now going into the season after the way last year ended? Well, it was after the last year ended, Darwin, and then it was adding Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain really sort of a, a, you know gave this team a boost in the offseason. The Brewers, for a while there in January, looked like the only team that was making moves, and it was two pretty significant moves. And really, the, the aim with that was those guys will improve the offense to establish really good offensive players who have good bat-to-ball skills. The Brewers have set the major league record, I think pretty quietly. I don't know how many people know this, uh, but they've set back-to-back years the major league record for strikeouts as a team. Wow. And these are two guys who make contact. They will hit at the top of the line and get a lot of at-bats. And they think that's going to be an area where they, where they can improve. The question is, if those two guys you know, help you, can the guys who made those big strides last season and helped the Brewers get as far as they did, Eric Thames, Travis Shaw, come to mind at the top of the list of guys who kind of had career years, can they sustain that success or is there a regression in store for players like that? And that's why I think some of the uh, projection models are kind of mixed on the Brewers. There's, you know, there's some who think that this team is going to take a step back in terms of wins and losses, even after making those splashy outfield additions. So it's, uh, I'll tell you, the, the fans, the, there is renewed interest, I think, in this team. They feel like, you know, there's, the expectations are going to be that this should be a contender in September. Uh, Craig Council talked about that in his first team meeting. Like, you know, let's embrace those expectations. Let's not pretend they're not there. Let's sort of go out there and have fun with it and, and recognize that people expect us to win and then try to go win. Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly better to be in that boat than to be on the other side of things where you're kind of down in the doldrums and not a lot of expectations. Better to be the other way around and have the fan base into it going into the season, and that's the way it seems to be in Milwaukee. Let's talk a little bit about Ryan Braun. He's been there a long time, 11 seasons in the majors, all with the Brewers, adjusting to a new position now at first base. Seems like he's locked in at the play two homers on Wednesday. What about at first base, though, in terms, terms of his comfortability there? Well, he says he's not remotely comfortable. That was uh, his pretty blunt assessment over the weekend. Look, it's going to take time for him to get established there. He played third base when he came up to the big leagues at the Brewers. He was a shortstop as a kid. So he has experience on the infield. But everyone thinks first base is easy, and it's just, it's just not at the major league level. There's just all the movements. If you think about it, you really watch a first baseman in a game. 
all the movements that are involved at that position, being in the right place at the right time to you know help out your teammates, those are the things he's having to learn on the fly. So he is not comfortable yet at that position, but they're going to keep working on it. The idea is to have as many versatile players on this roster as possible to try to spread around at bats because in adding Kane and Yelich, the Brewers really gave themselves at least four established outfielders and really six if you think about it. So they've got obviously Braun and Yelich who are left fielders primarily. They got Lorenzo Kane going to play a lot of center field this year. They have Domingo Santana coming off 30 homers and a big on-base season for the Brewers, and they feel like room to improve defensively, and a young player who's got to get his at bat. So there's four for you. And then they've got Brett Phillips, who is really good, uh, really good defensively and also uh, was productive at the plate last September when those games really counted. And Keon Broxton, who was a 2020 guy last year. Those two players find themselves perhaps ticketed for AAA, which is sort of a tough pill to swallow after the years they had last year. So the idea is with all those mouths to feed, Ryan Braun being able to play first base on occasion is going to help you spread at-bats around. And that's sort of what they're aiming for. They're not going to play him every day at first base. At least that's not the idea. Um, Eric Thames is still going to get lots of playing time there. But if you can get Ryan Braun in there when it makes sense, um, they, they want to be able to do it. So that's why they're trying it out this spring. He looks fine. You know, he passes the eye test. But as, you know, as I said, he, he says he's not remotely comfortable yet there. I think that's only going to come with time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first base, like you said, there's a lot of footwork involved that I think a lot of people that just watching the game don't understand. First base, maybe more footwork than any other position, uh, the way you have to move around the bag there. Uh, some and, you injury know, what, new- just, and what, uh, to, to add one more mm-hmm. thing to that, what, that's especially true, I think, in the era of shifts. And that's one of the things that, I hadn't thought about as much as, and I've been thinking about it after talking with Ryan Braun a little bit. You know, it used to be, I played first base as a kid. You go stand in the same place basically every time. You move around a little bit. But now there are some pretty dramatic infield shifts going on, and that's just another little wrinkle to add to this. I mean, it's kind of an uncomfortable position right now for the established first baseman, and now you're talking about a guy in Ryan Braun getting over there for the first time. So it's it's, again, it's, it's a matter of time um, getting in the innings over there, and slowly but surely they're working on that. that. That's a great point. I didn't think of the shift as much, but it's certainly a big factor, especially veteran players. They've been trained their whole life to go one way, and now you've got to change it up a little bit on in certain occasions. Um, some injury news. Stephen Vogt getting a second opinion on his strained right shoulder. Concern level there going forward in terms of availability on opening day? Well, yeah, the concern is the calendar at this point. And Craig Council said yesterday it's unlikely that vote will be an option for the Brewers on opening day. Uh, that either makes him a DL option or, you know, there's, there's rules involved in releasing injured players, so there would be some steps that would have to be taken. But I, I don't know that that's been totally eliminated as a possibility yet. But it, it means their catching tandem for opening day, at least, will most likely be Manny Pena as the primary guy sort of a late bloomer who had a nice year for the Brewers last year. And then Jet Bandy, who did not have a very good year last year, but the Brewers gave up a lot to get him from the Angels a couple of winters ago. They gave up Martin Maldonado, who won a gold glove uh, out in Los Angeles last summer. So Bandy is a guy that they're somewhat invested in, and he was an out-of-options player coming into camp, and it was down to him and Vogt going for that spot. And as so often happens down here, you, you know, we 
spill a lot of ink talking about these position battles, and then a sore shoulder sort of solves the issue for the team. And that, that appears to be uh, the case here. Stephen Vogt's going to try like hell to get uh, healthy again. Uh, he was really, really intent on coming into camp, showing that he had made improvements over the winter in his throwing, and just extremely unfortunate then for him to go down with a, a sore shoulder and not be able to show really at all uh, the work that he put in. So um, there's still some time, but, uh, you know, as Craig Council said, it's just the calendar certainly works against him right now. Let's switch gears a little, talk about the rotation. Chase Anderson, the opening day starter. Uh, what's the order in terms of how it looks now? Brandon Woodruff, um, and how has he been so far in terms of a uh, you know, prospect that the Brewers are counting on going forward? Well, that, that starting race has been whittled down a little bit, but it still is still looks somewhat similar to what we had coming into camp. So Chase Anderson is going to get the ball opening day. That was a pretty clear choice. It was Anderson or Zach Davies. Anderson was the better pitcher last year. Davies, the more durable pitcher. He topped 30 starts, the only brewer to, to, to get past 30 starts. Davies will mix in there somewhere. With a, we don't have a day for him yet. Um, Jolie Chassin is in that top three as well. Somewhere he'll pitch in the opening series in San Diego. And then they still have two openings, and they've kind of slowly whittled it, whittled it down. They took Giovanni Gallardo out of the running for the rotation. He's being looked at for the bullpen now. They had a, a guy, Aaron Wilkerson, uh, who performed at the double-A level last year. He's been optioned out yesterday. So they're down now to really four guys for two spots. And, and you mentioned Brandon Woodruff. He's one of their top pitching prospects. He got a little taste of the big leagues last year. He's one of those guys. Junior Guerra was the Brewers' opening day starter last year and then had a, a sort of an injury and, and poor performance, smart season. So he's got to fight for a spot. Uh, they got Brent Suter, a lefty who doesn't throw very hard but gets a ton of outs. He's going to be in there somewhere, whether it's the rotation or the bullpen. It's still TBD with two weeks to go. And Wade Miley, an on-roster guy who came in and has thrown the ball great. He's got some major league pedigree. Um, it looks like he is pitching his way onto this rotation as a non-roster player. So right now, probably Miley and Suter are the front runners. Woodruff and Junior Guerra each have minor league options remaining. And you know how much these teams love depth. Uh, it's a buzzword for the modern GM, and if they if this is the direction they go, they could preserve a lot of depth, keep these guys. Maybe Gallardo ends up in the bullpen, and they could uh, keep a lot of starting options in the organization to begin the season because you know they're going to need more than five guys before it's all said and done. Absolutely, and certainly, yeah, the guys with the minor league option where they can be sent down and then called back up, that, that adds – uh, another layer, too, so maybe the veterans stay on the staff, a guy like Wade Miley, and then the younger guys go down for now, but, you know, ready for the call-up anytime. I'll end with this one with for you, Adam. Prospect Corey Ray, um, you just wrote about him. Had a tough year last year. He recovered from knee surgery. This year he's healthy. Uh, he won't start with the major league team, right, but he could be perhaps contribute before the year's done. Well, I think he's got to get his feet under him in the minor leagues first. I, I think the, the aim for Corey Ray needs to be have a productive offensive year in the minors. He's had, uh, you know, the partial season after he was drafted, he was a fifth overall pick for the Brewers a couple of years ago. And, and last, uh, that fall in instructs, he tore uh, the meniscus in his knee and had surgery. So he came into big league camp last year as, you know, sort of a rehab guy. And then he said those, some, some bad habits from coming back from that injury 
sort of bled into his regular season. He ended up putting remarkable, remarkably similar numbers last year to his first minor league season, and that wasn't, um, you know, a good thing. But he was better in the Arizona Fall League last year. He sort of was a guy who looked like he got better as last season went along, so that was a good sign. And in talking to him uh, the other day uh, over on the minor league side of Maryvale Baseball Park, he's healthy now, and he's going into a year – you know, feeling strong, he feels fast, his speed is a big part of his game, he's not uh, in those bad habits in the batter's box, and he seems pretty intent on going out and having a productive year. So that's going to be his goal, uh, you know, put together a nice offensive season. They know he's, a, he, he's a, a good defensive player. They know he's going to be a weapon on the bases. But show what you can do at the plate, and then I think we can talk about him as an option for the big league club. Adam, great work as always. Exciting times for the Brewers, certainly going into this season. We look forward to reading you on MLB.com. We appreciate the time. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.